and good morning. Welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and I apologize we're running a couple minutes behind here but I have an amazing guest on today. Can't wait for you guys to meet him. I'm trying to pull this up over here on my phone and it's acting weird. So um, I want to go ahead and, and bring my guest on Chris Bennett. Welcome to the show my man. Welcome. Thank you for uh, having me, my man Ken Walls. How are you, buddy? Dude, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm doing great. I'm. Uh, is it coming up on your phone? I guess everybody can see it except for me because Linda Ann Barber says good morning. So I see um, it. Yeah. So all right. So Robert Brooker, how you doing, man? So listen, um, Chris. I've. Um, you know, I, I, I say it all the time. Frank, I've told Frank Lopes. I've told so many people. Um, I just told told my buddy Shaka Dyson, like, I'm not in the car business. <laughs> but I have so many people that are friends of mine in the car business. And I do a lot of business with people in the car business. But right. I'm not in the car business. So, um so, but you are, and I, and we're going to get into that, and and I, you know, but let's let's kind of start with, you know, I created this show to help people have a breakthrough, and mm -hmm. and get unstuck, if you would, and, right? And so, I'm sure there's been times in your life where you know things were not going the way you wanted them to go, um, and you felt stuck or whatever, and we're going to talk about some of that stuff today. But let's start with where you were born and raised. I was born in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, and that's currently, I was actually born at Doylestown Hospital. That's currently where I live, but I, I lived when I was a kid in Wrightstown, which is, you know, about four miles away. And uh, I've lived here my entire life. We did live two years uh, in Maine which was a very unique, Bangor, Maine. I lived near Stephen King, which was pretty cool and creepy. Wow. But, yeah, yeah. So that was fun. That was weird for a kid yeah. to watch, watch Pet Cemetery and then see the guy, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so you, um, so you, you, is, did you go to college in, in PA or where, where, I dabbled, so I went to Council Rock High School, okay, um, which is a popular high school around here. A lot of people move in because uh, they think it's academically uh, better. Um, but uh, so it was a little tough for me. I'm not a school guy. Um, I dabbled in Bucks County Community College, and what a lot of people don't know about me is when I was like 17, 18 years old, I used to run like a bulldozer, and because my dad, yeah. So yeah, right? Yeah, like so my dad worked for a company that was a construction company, right? Uh -huh. And he drove a dump truck. So they're like, Hey, we can't get anybody, okay? Yeah. So like you wanna learn how to like strip topsoil. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't care. I'm a big kid. They're gonna pay me like twenty bucks an hour. I'm gonna do this, right? Wow. So I yeah, I did that while I went to school a little bit, at the college a little bit. And then I, uh, then I wanted to drive a truck because that's kind of what I was raised to, to, to do. I was raised in a very unique situation where it was like, you, you do a $50,000 a year job, yeah. you get married, you have kids, and then that's your life. Right. Right. So I drove a truck and at 21 years old, I literally would get up at two in the morning and move heavy equipment. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah, I moved like oversized permit loads and all that stuff. Yep. Holy moly. So you were driving like what, a D8, a D9? What were, what were you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved many a D9s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are some big dozers, man. Oh, yeah. They're pretty sketchy. And they're, yeah. And they're, yeah, absolutely. So, so, so what, and this is, this was a family business? No, this was just my dad had worked for this guy and he was like, hey, you know, do you want to, do you want to come work as like a laborer? And I'm like, yeah. But then he's like, hey, we need somebody to strip topsoil, like dig basements. And I'm like, I get to dig holes, like big Tonka trucks. Why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like school's not going to work out for me. Right. right? So you didn't so, go to uh, college. I went to college, but I didn't go to college, college. Like I didn't do the college experience. I got you. You know, I went to community college to try to do, uh, what? lost it for a second. I went to community college to try to do that thing. Um, and it just, I'm, I'm not a school person. I'm not a school person. I got you. I got you. So, um, so you didn't get a marketing degree or? Nope. Yeah. No, no marketing degree. No. Yeah. No degree in anything. I, so, I don't. so what? So, like, at some point though, you ended up getting into the car business. Tell, tell me what happened after the construction business. So what happened was, going back to what I said, I was raised in a family where, and again, you are normally, obviously, you're you're going to become, you're you're swayed to become, you know, whatever you're raised around. Right, the, you know your biggest influence influencers are your parents when you're a kid, yep. obviously, and your friends. So, because I didn't fit into the school thing, it was construction, moving equipment, stuff like that. Right. So, I also got married like right out of high school. Oh wow! Yeah, like right out of high school, and I had two kids, and that wasn't working out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, Turning 21 years old, just not going to happen, right? right? So this is all kind of like where life starts to pick up into a different direction for me. So I end up, I end up at the same time, I end up getting divorced. Um, within a few months, I stopped moving heavy equipment and working in construction. And a guy that I know was like, listen, you're really good at talking to people. Because I just have always talked to people. I don't shut up. I think it was always just getting myself out of trouble when I was a kid. Yeah. Was like talking. No, but he's like, uh, why don't you come work at, I have a travel plaza. Okay. He's like, you know trucks and I have a travel plaza and we need to, we need to change this travel plaza into getting more trucking companies. It's right off the corridor of I-95. Right. And he's like, he's full gas station, diesel, you know, all that stuff in a huge shop. So I'm like, eh, yeah, why not? Right. I'll, I'll call on, I didn't care because I was young. I'll call on like vice presidents of like the largest trucking companies in the world and just say, you know, hey, when your trucks are heading up 95 at this mark, why don't you rip off and get some discounted fuel in a, in a truck wash? Right. I didn't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I did that, and that kind of opened my eyes up to the capabilities of what I was able to do in sales. 
Okay. So this was your your entry into to sales. Yeah, this was my entry into sales, and and what had happened was I had I'd been divorced, um, or getting divorced, I should say, because yeah. you know that takes that takes forever. Um, and I actually met I met my my wife currently. She was the secretary at that place. So by dating her, I broke their policy and I got left behind from Fired. that place. Fired. Yeah. Fired. Fired. We'll say that. Say, go we'll ahead. Say that. You can say it. We got. I got fired, but I'll take the trade off, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the trade off on it. Wow. So, uh, so it's it, it's such a weird story. Like I really do have such a weird story. I guess everybody has their own little weird stories. But um, so we end up getting married later, like as time starts to go. Yeah. And. I move in with my wife, right? We move into our house. And uh, my neighbor is the general manager of a Ford store. Okay. And for six months, he's like, he used to call me cuz. So he'd be like, little cuz. He's like, um, you know, (laughs) you're great at talking to people. Why don't you come be in car sales? And I'm like, no way, man. I just, that's such a, I watched like four movies on it i don't i'm not gonna wear the chains and the ties and the rings and you know what i mean right and uh he's like no 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 why don't you come down and get in the car sales so this was a really good really 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 great way of transitioning and i want to explain <laughs> Hold what on, this... did you say chains like gold chains yeah, because I watch movies, you know, where the guys are wearing the chains and the pinky rings. Yeah. You know, I'll knock 4000 off if you buy the car today. <laughs> yeah. You know, things like that. Oh so I was like, all right, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go in and I'm going to just talk. I just want to see it. Like, I don't even like I bought cars, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But like. Not like I want to see what they're doing. So I go in, I fill out like and I have to fill out the form even though I know them. And uh, I fill out an application, which I hate doing. And uh, I, I kind of watch how people are like, you know, how they're like in a little pack. Yeah. And I'm like, Man, it's just like the movies. <laughs> like it's legit. Like every movie I've ever seen is happening right now in front of me. <laughs> So, oh, are you wearing a gold chain on your wrist right now, no, dude? No, this is, no, this is, this is from my son. This oh, is Woody. <laughs> yeah, no Mr. T jewel, no Mr. T jewelry for me. Right. Um, uh, so I go in and uh, he did the best thing that anybody. It's probably in the top ten list of things that people have done for me in my life. He was the general manager, keep in mind, like a real general manager at, you know, we're, we're, we're talking, you know, nine years, 10 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. He sends me an email that night and, and I'm reading it and it's like, he wrote like, listen, this, you, this career is blah, 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 blah. Like you can make a hundred thousand. Here's what it takes. It takes you know, 80 hour work weeks. It's going to take, taking a lot of crap from managers. He basically wrote out everything that is positive and negative instead of just giving you the, the positive side that people do in the auto industry now, which is 
you know, you can make a ton of money. You can sell 30 cars. So by him doing that, I went in and was like, I'm going to try it and let's just see what happens. Right. And it ended up being successful for me. Um, but I credit that success to this man who literally told me the truth, which, which will come later in what I, part of my story of my life. So, 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 but let, let, let's, let's back up a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, your, your childhood. Um, because I think that as, as children, we are, are, you know, the people in our lives, parents, teachers, friends, siblings, um, it kind of forms us into who we become as adults, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and I'm wondering, like, what, what do you feel when you think back to childhood? Because I know you've been incredibly successful in the car business. Um, and, and obviously you were, you were obviously successful at, at heavy equipment moving. Um, (laughs) right. (laughs) But, but like what, what was, um, like when you think about the, um, your childhood influences, what, what comes to mind? What do you feel like influenced you the most for good and bad? Uh, what influenced me the most? for, I guess I'm going to say good and bad, is I didn't want to be my parents. And what I mean by that, and, and I haven't talked to my parents in, in four years. I haven't talked to any of my family in four years. Um, not by my doing. Right. Um, not, not on the side of the fence. Um, but I didn't want to be, and I never want to be that I'm content with the minimum you know, uh, I, there was, they had always had a lot of frustration over money, you know, over certain things. And, and, uh, I was in that trail doing, you know, the heavy equipment deal and stuff, which there's nothing wrong with that job. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I literally will tell people now, like, listen, if you're, you know, go do this, right. It's a great stepping stone for a lot of things. You can open up your own construction company if you want. Right. Yeah. But as a child, you, again, you're around your family the most of the time. And if you have a very tight-knit internal family, right. your life is predicated upon what you're taught there. Right, right. So I just didn't want to be that normal. I don't know. I was. I always felt like I was built differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was – there was a purpose for me to do other things. Right, and I, right. And I was ne- – and I'm never content. Never content with just sitting. Right. So, so, um, you didn't want to be your parents. So that influenced you. Yeah. Um, you weren't, you weren't a school person. No, dude, I'm so with you on that, by the way. Like I, I, my, my eight year old hates school and I, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't blame you. I hated school too. I'm not going to judge you. I hated it. Like I think, and, and today I just think it's kind of like, you know, there's a book called The Four Agreements, and he talks about um, the um, programming of the human, right? And how we're 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 literally programmed. And, yeah. And and I, I I love that book, and I love that reference. So I I don't know something something in me was like like at a, as a kid, it was like I I I intuitively knew that 
this this is not life i'm i'm being programmed here like you know yeah like, you are. yeah you all work yeah and so so you know for me i retaliated i pushed back as a kid yeah. and got into a whole lot of trouble as a result how about you right. i had my run-ins you know yeah. i had my little my little brushes yeah my little my little issues nothing 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 major. Did you ever yeah. run from the cops as a kid? <laughs> I did run from the cops, but I had, I had the, right. So the reason I had to run, I had to run. Now you gotta remember, I grew, my town's like Mayberry. Yeah, okay? that's that's what I grew up in too. So, but but I was like dumb because you know when you live in Mayberry, they know who you are. So right. it's like, running is just you know it's like paying a bill ten days late. You know what I mean? Like you still it's it's coming right. So. I ran because we were throwing fireworks at cars. Did it? And Been somebody there. had imagine somebody calling the cops at you know fourteen year old, fifteen year old kids throwing fireworks at, at cop cars like it, like bottle rockets. Nothing that's going to like blow a car up, obviously. Right, right. Um, but a car was coming at me with lights on, not 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 cop lights, just like high beams. And I'm like, oh, I got this. This this guy's a knucklehead. He's coming right at me. I throw it. As soon as I throw it, I can like I make like eye contact with the policeman. Oh no! What do you do? Did you run? You either you either sit on the ground or you run. <laughs> I ran. I ran. But I was a kid, so I got I, I got out of it. But yeah. you know, again, May, Mayberry, you get out of it. Yeah. But um, wow. Yeah, that was kind of like my running. Like everybody was like, "Oh, you know, you were a rough kid." Yeah, I was. I had. I listen. I sat in school, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna talk about A minus, you know, Z plus thing, and do a report." And I'm like, "I can't do it. My mind's not like I can't." Yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing this on purpose to like defy you as a teacher. Right. I'm just telling you right now that my brain is telling me I will never use this in the future, and I, I don't remember what we did last year. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it wasn't. It came off disrespectful, but like legit, I, I don't. It's it just wasn't me, I, you know. Dude, I, I totally, talking, I get it, man. Yeah, and I'm talking high school. I'm not talking as a kid. Yeah. I'm, talking, See, I'm like, my, dude, my senior year, they they and I had taken calculus, analytic geometry, you know, uh, trig, all that stuff, and and my senior year, they came to me and said, "Hey, you're not graduating," and I said, "What? Why?" You didn't get a biology credit in 10th grade. I go, yeah, I failed it. They're like, yeah, we know that you got to pass it to get the credit. And I go, well, I, I, I failed it because I don't like it and right. I'm probably never going to use it. So can we just right. give me that piece of paper that says I did all this? Yeah. And and they said no and blah, blah, blah. And I, I said, fine, whatever. And I because I, 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 I don't know. I just thought. I'm never using biology and I got stuff to do like now, like, and it doesn't include biology. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I got an F. I, true story. I got an F because I refused to dissect a cat. What? Yeah. A cat? A cat. Jeez. A cat. And, Dude. you know, here's the thought process at 16 years old. When the hell am I going to ever dissect a cat? <laughs> right. I can <laughs> relate to that, And that stuff creeps me dude. out to begin with. 
right? So I was like, I'm not doing it. Right. It wasn't disrespectful. It was just like, I can't do it. Like some things like you just, you just physically cannot do. I'm like a gagging. You know what I mean? Right. It's like a movie. Yeah. Like, Dude, you I, know? I can't do that either. I can't do it Crazy. either. Crazy. I just spoke at a college for women entrepreneurs last week and it was like, I can't name names, but it was like, you know, here comes the sales pitch, Yeah. you know, and it's like you're training, you're teaching these people marketing that you're, that happened 10 years ago. Like, let's bring it in, but I won't get into that with you. Well, but. you know, I, I mean, and we can get into it because I, I, you know, I, I have some young people that watch this show as well. And I think that, you know, I, I'm, I'm the CEO of a marketing firm and we've, we've done this stuff for, my wife was the global VP of marketing for two different $500 million a year companies. And, you know, I've right. been doing it forever. And, and so, you know, I, I can remember this kid applying, this is a couple of years ago, but he applies for a marketing internship with us. Mm -hmm. And and he sits down and, and you know, I, I said, well, you know, what kind of experience do you have? He's like, I, none. I'm in college and I, I need an internship with a marketing company to be able to graduate. He had to have it to to graduate. Right. And he and I said, OK, well, are we talking paid or unpaid in intern? And, and he said, well, it has to be paid. It's the college rules. And I go, OK, well. How, uh, minimum wage what are we talking he's like oh no i was thinking like 20 and i said 20 thousand he goes no 20 dollars an hour i said get out get out of here get Next. get out of here like dude are you Next. crazy what isn't it for um, me to teach it, you you want me to pay you 20 dollars an hour okay doesn't it amaze you that the whole system is is basically is is pushed towards learning? Like you're 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 learning, and yeah. but then they go out and then people want to get paid to learn. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. it's backwards. I, I I another friend of mine just went interviewed some kid that said, hey, he just graduated from with a undergrad. Just at, if this doesn't start at seventy thousand a year, I'm not interested. Is what he told my buddy, the CEO. The, and this CEO has his own Wikipedia page. I mean, he's like legit, right? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what? Hey, what'd you say to him? He, he said, I stood up and said, have a nice day and walked out of the conference room. Yeah. And left him sitting there. Like, again, and I'm not saying, like, dude, there's there are some very, very intelligent, very intelligent college-educated people, right? Very intelligent. But and and very successful, but I think and you tell me if I'm wrong. The most successful people in the world are are just the people that just go do. They don't. They don't. No, you're you're right. You know what goes along with that? Because when I interview people for our company, yeah, I live. I don't care what they did in college. Right. Like as far as grades, like I do. You know, grades is this much, right? Yeah, sure. But how did you get there? What right. did you do? What were you doing before, like during your free time? You know, right. if it's if if it's somebody looking to get into marketing or sales, and you know they were working at Red Robin or you know Outback Steakhouse bussing tables while they were you know getting C's and B's, right? Right. And their process of getting there was they studied X, Y, Z. I want to hear that story. I don't want to hear the story where you know you showed up. You know, you studied your butt off 
and you got A's and now you're really proud. And again, you should be proud if you get A's in college. But <laughs> for, for me and for my fit for my business, that's not, I want to hear how you got there. Right. I want to hear the stories of what went on. If you were a partier, I mean, it's all relatable as you know, yeah. you know, you know, uh, you know, a, 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 a master's is not a prerequisite for success. I, I, I agree. I mean, look at the, you know, Bill Gates college dropout, you know, um, I, I mean, John yeah. Hamlin is a great friend of mine. Um, he owns Hamlin and associates has his own private jet, drives a Rolls Royce, um, is, is, you know, and, and the guy, he, he, I mean, he's been on this show and he said, he said, um, you know, he, he basically dropped out in eighth grade. So, yeah. you know, I, 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 again, I, my, my shelves, as you can see behind me there, my bookshelves are lined with books and I've read them all. And I have stacks of books sitting here on my desk. I've re I'm, I'm that I have to read that I've been given and 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 gotten. And so you know, I believe in definitely believe in self education. Do you agree with that? Key word is self. Right. Right. Yes. And I, I believe I believe in people having mentors. Like yep. if if I because it, it's no different in sports, right? If I want to be a great quarterback and the quarterback coach is Peyton Manning, I want, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I want, I want, I want that. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's that's the world that I want. And I I think that and if, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a prediction, but I think that college is so screwed right now that I think that in the future this is what you're gonna see that's gonna happen. It's gonna be a lot of more of that one-on-one-ish type type stuff because they're not seeing they're not seeing stuff that they've that there's that they've that's happening now i think that you know again i i i have um the most successful people on this planet are are sales people and and i don't care what anybody says you can argue if you want but i i i, I you can't win this argument Bill Gates would have never, ever, ever had anything if he weren't able to sell his, um, well, back then it was the bomb, but, you know, it, it, if he, had he not been able to sell his ideas, he wouldn't be where he is now. No, you're right. Absolutely. It's Steve Jobs. If Steve Jobs wouldn't have been able to, to sell us on, on, on that thing there, the, you know, if everybody is in sales and and for me i worked at the honda factory right out of high school and and made unbelievable money we were making more money than the union guys and and girls were um, right but but there were no windows <laughs> and it was it was right. like like nine ten hours of hell and i was like i can't do this yeah and, and that's when i got in sales like 20 21 years old so you know, and and again, I think that I think that if if every eighteen year old before they start college would just go out for three to six months and work for a company, going door to door, door to door, selling. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, give them give them minimum wage and give them a percentage on what they sell and show them the potential that life has to offer. And then say, okay, now if you're not happy after that and you can't quit, you've got to do it for three to six months solid. 
like you know there has to be because i forget who it was was it shakespeare somebody said the greatest disservice that we do to our children is steal away their hunger right yeah so you you go into the car business you're you're and you start in sales yeah yeah i started in sales and what 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 was hilarious about the whole thing was so because i saw these movies and i saw i had common sense i saw the pack of people standing outside smoking cigarettes complaining about everything right and there was this one guy who was hilarious because what he would do was there was no up system. They would literally say up, and when they saw a car, up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what I saw is he would get everybody to like listen to one of his stories, which was always the same. He'd get them to turn it back. Yeah. So he'd be like, man, you know, they changed the pay plan, and they're they're talking about doing this, and everybody's now they're all discussing negative stuff, and a car would come in, and he'd be like up and go get it, and he would sell him a car at this Ford store. And everybody's like, well, how's this guy selling 30 cars a month? I'm like, because you guys are idiots and he's distracting you. You're focused on the negativity, right? Yeah. So I come in. I'm not even trained, right? right? And I'm not bragging. Like, I literally fell into this. I don't know. It was something in my genes or just that I just don't care what people think of me, maybe. Right. Um, <laughs> that helps. But I take a customer and they talk and... You know, they would say, hey, there's 425 horsepower in this Mustang. And I'd say, yeah, you're right. You know, let's take it for a spin. We would drive around. We'd talk about family, dogs, sports. If they liked the Giants, I was a Giants fan. If they were a Milwaukee Brewers fan, I was a Milwaukee Brewers fan. Um, and then they bought the car. Yeah. And it was like that. And they're like, oh, this this rookie is selling cars. Like, oh, my. Like, how is he doing it? I'm like, I'm just listening to people and they're just talking. They have nobody to talk to. I'm not saying anything really. And that was as easy as it was for me. Literally. I just listen. Is, is that, is that, that, and, and gosh, it's, it's so simple, but, but yeah. most, most salespeople don't get it. No, it's the trickery of words and, you yeah. know, and different things. And it's like, you know, I, I, and then, but yet the industry is always like, well, you know, it's like the first date with the girlfriend, right? You yeah. got to take her out for a drink. Well, yeah, just shut up and whether you're a male or female, shut up and listen to the people. Right. They're going to tell you everything. They would tell me everything. They would literally be like, you know, oh, I bought this car two years ago. It's been in the shop eight times. And, da, da, da. and then I would just say, hey, listen. You told me that the car was in the shop eight times, so why do you think it's worth $6,000? Because we got this right here. It said 4000 and i got to show this to the ser- to the customer, all these service reports. And they go, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like people are like, oh, you're using this. I'm like, no, I'm listening. Like, That's stop it, training. Start listening. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I got lucky with it. So eight months in, I got into management at another store. And that's where I really learned some, some massive life lessons. Yeah. Situation. As a as a sales manager. Or? Yeah, they ended up launching the guy that was a sales manager at this small Kia store and Subaru store, and and it was an old Buick Oldsmobile or old Oldsmobile building. So the the service center was in the middle, and then on the right side, the one side there was Kia and used. 
And then on the other side, like you walk down Willy Wonka's hallway yeah. and there'd be like, yeah. cause it would get narrower. Yeah. There would be Subaru, right? Before Subaru was as popular as it is right now. Right. Yeah. So, um, they launched this guy. They have Reynolds and Reynolds. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, they're like, who wants to be a manager? I'm like, yeah, I do. They're like, well, you sell, you sell a good amount of cars. So, you know, we'll give you a shot. And my finance, special finance manager that I love to this day, um, came and drew on my keyboard for Reynolds and Reynolds, F3 backwards and F4 forwards to the next page. He drew the arrows. And that's how I learned to navigate through that system. Wow. And from there. But I made a fatal mistake when I became a manager. I went, you know, hey, chest pump, I'm the boss, you're going to listen to me now, and uh, to make a long story short on that end, what I ended up doing was I ended up pissing off a lot of salespeople yeah. to the point where I started losing some good ones because I operated at 150%, like full throttle, yeah. and and that doesn't fit everybody's mold, obviously. And, so, and, and that's tough, man. Yeah. It's really tough to be intense, you know, and max ADHD, yeah. you know what I mean? And expect people to be like that when, you know, they're, they're better. A lot of people are better just doing the quality and, and spending a less amount of time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, and again, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's multiple schools of thought about that. Personally, I, I'm a, I'm a, a, like, all in. I mean, you and I were talking last night at 1130 and I was still sitting here working. And, yeah. and so like, you know, it's just the way that's just, it's the way that I am. And, and, you know, and there's other people that are happy being average. <laughs> I'm not. So, well, I mean, to, um, but to them, to that, so for us, that's average. Yeah. To them, that's the norm. Right. No, right? I get that. You know, but I'll lay in bed in in twelve thirty at night. I mean, my wife wants to just smack the hell out of me all the time. Yeah. But I'll be laying in bed and I'll be like, somebody will text me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And boom, I'll be texting them back, and it's not it's not playtime. It's like yeah. business, or you know, yeah, a lead right. will come in for something else for a different company. Yeah. And I'll be like, <laughs> Hey, did you get the lead? So yeah. I mean. It's just I'm always checking things. It fits my personality. It's yeah. just just the way that I am. So I so earlier though you mentioned um, that you you were and I know you do some speaking public speaking stuff. Um, some, so yeah. you you mentioned that you were speaking at a college. So here you are a college dropout and you're speaking at a college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that work? Go figure. And then. There were people, there were people clapping and laughing at my speech, like, like engaged. And in the middle of it, like the person in charge came over and pitched a marketing class that they have. So she like interrupted, which was cool. Like, I don't care. Like there's no, you know, but pitched a class and I was like, all right. And then went back into it. But like, yeah, there's a big party that wants to go. Do I go to a college and do I talk or do I go to a college and say what I feel right. is 
or do I go to a college and I talk literally about marketing in the year 2020? So I chose to, to talk about marketing in the year 2020 instead of saying, you know, hey, if you go to marketing class, you know, the professor's 60 years old and 70 years old, and that's not an age thing, but they're going to teach us how to market, you know, 10 years ago. And dude, and, it is, it, 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 like, stop being PC, man. It is an age thing. Like, <laughs> I, I, and, and again, now, now, now there are some exceptions to that. Grant Cardone is an anomaly. I, I, I think I'd probably say that at least once a day. Like right. somehow his name always comes up when in, in a marketing conversation, right? It's mm -hmm. like, yes, Grant is 60 years old and unstoppable beast, but yeah. he's an anomaly. <laughs> like he's not. Yeah. Yeah. He's, right. He's, he's probably. The only sixty-year-old person that he still gets gets what it understands what he has to do to stay in front of people. Exactly, and is doing it, and is doing it, yeah. and is continually yeah. doing it. And, you know? and so, so you know, it. So when you go to college and you're talking, you're being taught by a professor making I don't know seventy, eighty, ninety, maybe a year, mm -hmm. and and he's you know, 67 and a half years old and, and he's going to talk to you about, um, Facebook marketing and, and Instagram marketing. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. He has no Instagram account, you know, <laughs> except for he's got 1100 followers that are all robots, you know? And you're like, you're like, well, but, 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 but I, I was hoping to make, you know, 250 a year. And yeah. can, can you get that guy to teach me? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Where's here's, that guy? I, I, I want to be professed by him. So, so, so here's the problem, and this is how I've built my built my business, and I I, I think that you do and and you you are currently doing and will continue to do the same thing. We do what's called discovery, yep. right? Yep. Remember the old days that people would take people out golfing and then they'd go get a beer and they'd wine and dine them and let's yeah. go to a Phillies game and hang out. They're trying to build some sort of relationship, get people. It's a shortcut for me to understand that. I'd rather do that when you like me because, you know, we've created business for you. Yeah. Um, and we get along. Um, we go into businesses and we, 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 we got to find out what, what's the problem. I, I think that I have a gift. I think the only gift that I have, honestly, is the ability to walk into a business, spend a half a day there and say, looking at it from a people process product situation, yeah. throw marketing in and, and saying, okay, this is where there's problems. This is how we can fix them. This is how we can go. And that's why we do custom packages for everybody because I hate the one size fits all programs. And right. you know that from marketing. Yeah. It does. SEO doesn't work for everybody. Nope. Facebook does not work for everybody. Texting nope. does not work for everybody. So using that and being creative and, and, and helping, and I started this company, honestly, I do 20%, you and I talked about this, but a minimum a day, 20% of my day is free work. Yep. And the reason is, is I want to help small businesses too, you know, as well, grow when they don't have a marketing budget 
So yeah. if I can do a spotlight video or if I can do shout outs, if I can teach them something, if there's something that you can do, yeah, I think it helps everybody. And I'm maybe I'm wired differently in that aspect, but I never look at the money. I could care less, honestly, about any of the the financial situation in, until we get to a point where, okay, this is what we need, then let's go. Yeah, I'm never like, all right, they do this, so let's let's go twenty grand a month, and then go because they might not need much or they might need more. But you know what I mean. So it's like value first, you know, and yep. the money will come. I and a relationship. Totally agree with you, man. I totally mm -hmm. agree. So so you are. Um... I mean, you, you specialize in automotive, or do you do every kind of business? No, we do every kind of business. Oh, do you really? Um, oh, absolutely. I thought you, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I thought you were just automotive for some reason. No, sir. No, my friend Ken Walls. Okay, cool, uh, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. No, we help, we help any and every business that we possibly can. We're pretty big in real estate. Okay. Um, we have a great mortgage partner uh we have mortgages partners across the u.s but we have a really good one that i adore that's located in philadelphia named pando mortgage uh, cheap <laughs> shout out to them. uh great people just a great all-around team of people um but no we're in, in in every industry that we possibly could be be in that we can help i mean that's it automotive i just have a little leg up on automotive because yeah. You know, I just, I know how things work and I know that there's so many vendors out there that are selling snake oil and smoke and, yeah. and they're, that's the only industry that I've, that I've come across that is a one size fits all push nonstop. Like you have to do this. You have to do that. Dealers are fighting OEMs. I mean, I was all the way up to a general manager. So I know I went on the trips where they said, we all have to do this, you know, like the lollipop kids. Yeah. And you know what, 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 what works in California does not work in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Right. So right. When, you, when you can find and divide and conquer, uh, that's the way to go. Well, and, and, and again, and now that I've discovered that we're true, like we're truly competitors, <laughs> not really I'm, I'm kidding but, but really. no i don't i'm just i'm totally kidding so yeah. like you know the and you know to your point um it also can segment down to to you know on a micro level that you know what works in in new york city or or harrisburg doesn't work in doylestown and vice versa so uh, you know you got it you got to look at what what what's the mindset there? What's trending in that that area, et cetera? So right, that's, that's where you that's where you got to do the discoveries, right? right. Where you got to you got to do you know what's the actual target market? How are the people reacting to to how like well even what's their form of communication? Everybody's like you know emails dead, dead emails dead, emails dead. I have one client that literally all for some reason I, I know why, but for some reason. They, um, they, their customers only communicate via email. You text them, they get pissed. You email them, they're happy. You know, so it's yeah. just, it's different. You know, I think that marketing 
like you you and you're in obviously yeah. and, it, and it is it's a broad brush right. right people paint a broad brush over things where you know artificial intelligence is the new big thing it's not going to work well first of all I don't believe it's going to work fully but it's not going to work for a lot of companies because you need that human connection yes if you have no human connection you know you're you're killing yourself doing work i went into i went into um I was I was traveling recently and I stopped at a Wendy's and mm -hmm. and and I went as soon as I walk in the door there's a a one of those kiosks to place your order. Mm -hmm. It's like right there when you walk in I go This is this is ridiculous and I look around the kiosk and there's yeah. people at the register and yeah. I'm like I, I'm going to pay the same price if I order it from this kiosk mm -hmm. as I would if I walk over there and order it from real humans. I'm ordering from a real human. So right. that's that's me. I'm not using a key. Like what? If I have the choice. And if it, yeah. if I didn't have the choice, that probably been, would have been the last time I ever stopped at a Wendy's. Right. Right? Right. That's yeah. me. Some people yeah. might be like, well, I, I love the kiosk. I hate people. <laughs> well, there's, well, there's this whole millennial swing, right? Where it's like, we got to have it now. We got to have it fast. We got to do this. Right. Wawa has all the button orders and da, da, da. Well, again, it's different for every business and yep. it's different for every area and segment. If you went into Wyoming, okay, and put up kiosks everywhere, it would take probably an hour for people to order something just because the technology is a little bit behind. Sorry, Wyoming people. I'm not generalizing. Yeah. I'm just saying the technology. I grew up in Maine. You know what I mean? Like I understand there's a little bit of a difference gap there, right? You know, but if you go to New York City and you automate everything in Manhattan, you know, people are, they're just like, blah, 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 blah. you know, they'll, yeah. they'll eat that up like crazy. So, I mean, again, it's 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 just like at all the airports. Like now, the the parking's all automated, and you have to. Pay. And I'm like, well, there's been times where I go to leave a parking garage, and and, and there's spikes, and you can't get. Like, did you pay back at the kiosk? And I'm yeah. thinking, well, I didn't see a kiosk, you idiots. Like, and yeah. you know, I know I'm the idiot because I should have been looking for a kiosk. And I'm thinking, and I'm a technology guy. Imagine, right. imagine somebody that's not. Right. Yeah. That that the, is a you know an eighty year old that just flew in to visit their grandkids or something, and they're like, right, kiosk. What's a kiosk? You know. Yeah, you're like, tired. You know what I mean? Like you're just frustrated and yeah. like yeah. I I just don't I don't understand. I think that AI and is and again you know I've never seen an industry that's that's so into keywords that like the, that's the car industry you know they start talking about robots and yeah. auto texting yeah. are you out of your mind yeah. that is the big that's the fastest way to lose a customer okay yeah. a lifelong customer because crazy. you're you're trying to take a think about that you're spending money and you're trying to take a shortcut yeah and you know i mess with them all the time because the state representatives now for the election and congress or whatever's yeah. going on don't pay any attention to it, but they're texting me on my phone. So I'll text them back and I'm like, oh, I don't like politicians. I think you're all crooked. And then the the robot texts back and it's like, well, we're sorry, Mr. Bennett. 
we hope that you like to have to come and vote for the election for Mr. Ramsey. And yeah. like, you're not understand. You're you're not solving my problem. No. You're not trying to change me into a customer. You're right. just throwing babble shit at me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I would be dumb and hated upon if I said that AI wasn't the future. But I would also be dumb naive to say that it's never going to be in the near future a problem solver that that you should use when, you know, it's like you and I. Yeah. I think you're a great guy. I think what you're doing is absolutely phenomenal. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I watch all your shows. Thank you. You're you're creating or, or you're you're you know, running with the human connection. Right. Right. From a social platform that was built to connect people. Right. So why should we abuse it? And I, I, I totally agree. I, I think that AI is going to play. I, I think there there's definitely going to be some um, some hybrid um, and and full on. I mean, but there there's going to be application where it just makes it makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but but as far as replacing human human interaction um, and unfortunately, you know, and I don't know where the shift is and we don't have enough time to talk about all of that. But, you know, unfortunately, I think that there are a lot of um, the human connection is is falling by the wayside. I mean, I, I was up. My buddy Jeffrey Gittimer released this the, his new book yesterday that he wrote with Napoleon Hill called The Truthful Living. First mm-hmm. thing I did this morning is I start reading, and I'm trying to learn how to better connect with myself and other human beings, right? And, and, and it, it, it blows my mind that that's, not a, that's just not an, a, a, a desire anymore. That people, people, it's like almost like they don't really truly desire the the human connection anymore. Well, do you want to hear about my nine percent, my nine percent theory? Yeah, I want to hear about it. Okay, so this is what I I spoke to to with the other day um, to the to the class at the college. So ninety one percent of people communicate via mobile, obviously apps, email, blah, 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 all these programs, right? So there's a 9% window, okay, that people aren't, okay? I am a firm believer that if you take like a conversation of you and I going back and forth, and then it's like, hey, Ken, you know, we text and different things like that, let's catch up for a cup of coffee, Right. And we yeah. sit down or I'm passing somebody on the street and I'm like, hey, how's your day? Blah, 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 blah. That is like 10 times more powerful now than it ever has, because I see it going back to like the 50s to where when you opened a business, you couldn't do a direct campaign out to your target market for 10,000 people or 20,000 people. Right. Now you can go out and personalize things. And, and make them feel a part of it because people aren't used to it because of the way that everybody's being trained to communicate now. I think that 9% window you can squeeze into is going to just earn you the, not only a, a customer, but the utmost respect, a great relationship, you know, and everything else from there. And it goes on and on, my theory on it. But like literally, I, I mean, I, I plead to people, like, even on a smaller scale, right? Turn a text 
into a phone call. Yep. Okay? And that's pretty simple to do once you get to know somebody. Like all these things are built for us to semi-connect, easier to do. But you know what? Everybody has a little bit of time. You know, I always say you can find it. I can find an hour out of your time a day. I can find an hour out of anybody's time a day that they're not utilizing. But get on the phone for five, ten minutes. Build a little bit more of that human connection where there's an actual voice to it. Um, yeah. And it's so much more powerful. Dude, I, 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 I say it all the time. I, I, you know, I've had employees that, that refuse to call a customer and, and mm-hmm. like, like they're emailing or they're sending it through our project management system or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. dude, pick up the phone and call. Like call yeah. them because mm-hmm. like there will be a record of it. Number one, number two, like you're literally making this this attempt to connect with a human being beyond technology. Like I'll call people sometimes and I'll, I'll go, hey, I'll get their voicemail and I'll go, I know I'm being all old fashioned, just calling be- be- and not texting first, but like yeah. that's just who I am. Like I'm just like I want to talk to you. I want to. I, and this, this video, I, I use video with Zoom yeah. and everything else, like all day long. Yeah. It's the, yeah. like, cause then, like, I can, I can see your eyes, right? I can see what you're, yeah. what, you know, if you're, if you're upset, I can, I can see that. I can feel it. I can, we can work right. through it. If you're happy, I can see that. I can feel that. So, you know, I, 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 that's the interaction that I want. And that's what I want in my business too. And for my clients, I want, you know, people to understand that. Yeah, exactly. And there's a joke that I always say to, to employees and different people. It's like, you know, who did you talk to today? Did you talk to Gmail? Did you talk to Outlook? Did you talk to, to Mac? Right. Did you talk to Dell? Because right. <laughs> that's what people are looking at you as. Right. You know what I mean? But if you can do this, at least we're breaking apart. Now, you're in Ohio. I'm in Doylestown. You know, we're far apart, but, you know, there's a chance that you're going to, I'm either going to be over there or you're either going to be over here and you and I can catch up and have a cup of coffee. Frank Lopes and I have done it. Mad respect for Frank Lopes. Get more Frank. Hashtag get more Frank. Love him. Love him. Met him for a cup of coffee. Known him for years. Talked to him like this. And, uh, him and I had a cup of coffee and, and you feel like you just, you get to learn him so much better. So people aren't doing that with their, with their clients. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's Tre- crazy. Trevor Brooks is on here. He said, that's why I went on a road warrior in person push from August until now. And I, mm-hmm. I did the same thing about a month and a half ago. I, I, I had to, I had some meetings in Dallas. I had to go down and meet with Lisa uh, Copeland down in, in, at her house in Austin. And then I had mm-hmm. to go meet a client in new Orleans. So I, I'm like, you know, that's like $6 million in airfare. I'm like, no, I'll just drive like I'll just drive to Dallas and then I'll drive down to Austin and over to and and, you know, I put 3000 miles on my car over an eight day period. And and mm-hmm. dude, it was probably the best thing I've done in a long time is actually getting out and going face to face and visiting customers and shaking hands. I, I met the Zig Ziglar's kids on that trip and now I've become yeah, really that. good friends with them. And, yep. and matter of fact, just, just did Julie Ziegler's website and, and, you know, yep. it's like getting out and hum, having human interaction. If, if I could, oh. and I think you would agree with this, if I could get away with it, I could, if I could find the people to do it, 
I would hire 10 salespeople right now today and tell them all, go door to door, business to business, and build relationships. Make friends. Mm -hmm. Make friends. Don't worry about selling them. No. Build relationships. No. Because I've, over the last 24 years of building websites, I've had plenty of people say, Dude, you know, I got my web guy already. I, do, I just don't, I, you know, I don't need, I, I love this guy. And I've gone, no, no problem, man. I'm not looking to replace anybody that you're already happy with. If you ever yeah. need me, you know what I do. Let's go grab yeah. some coffee sometime or something, you know. And, and, and that's it. And then eventually yeah. that web guy's going to tick them off in one way or another, and they call me. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it's an 800 number. <laughs> right. 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 Am I right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So basic. So basically, what I tell people is do the opposite of what LinkedIn does. Yeah. Which is like you send me a friend request, just say you're John Smith, you know, IT technology of the world, yeah. you know, and you're taking over Apple and all this stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like. You know, this might be a good contact for the future. So, boom, accept friend request. Two seconds later, I get 14 paragraphs. Yeah. You know, sell, 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 sell. And um, it's just ridiculous. But I go into businesses all the time, small business all the time. Some people think I'm crazy. Yeah. Some people actually utilize stuff. Yeah. But I'll walk in and I'll say, hey, um, you know, I think you should do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they'll be like, who the hell are you? And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm Chris. I own a marketing agency. And, like, I just, I know this area. So I think that what you just, like, one tip, like, you should do this. And they're like, and some people do it. And then some people are like, you're an idiot. Like, who are you? You're telling me how to run my business. Right. But I'll just give, I'll, I, I don't care because I'm not asking for anything in return. I'll just keep giving value and value and value and value. I had one where... It was a. It was called Cross Culture in Buckingham, and it's an Indian restaurant, which is phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, right next door is a Wine and Spirits, and they're a BYOB Indian cuisine, and they didn't. They weren't cross marketing. Wow. So I walked in there and I said, "Hey, like, why aren't you the 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 the?" Then I walk into Wine and Spirits and I'm like, "Hey, why aren't you do 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 do?" Now they have a relationship. They don't even know who the hell I was at first. <laughs> I set up a strategic relationship with them and then left. And yeah, they're and, like, and, and that's the, that's, that's the other thing, dude. Like how many, how many times a day do you get the, and I, it happens all the time, right? Messages on, on messenger and trying to push their, yeah. their product. And they never even developed a relationship with me. They never, never found out who I am. They never, not, none of that. Yeah. Oh, you just commented. I'm like, how how's he commenting? Um, yeah, my phone. Yeah. But you know, so you're right. these you you know sometimes sometimes it's a matter of just helping people. Period. And then it's it's actually like when you said earlier, and somebody commented, but you said earlier, like you know, well, oh, I just found out we were kind of like competitors. Yeah. And then somebody said, but you're you're not. You're you're two people that are trying to change the, the, the world, right? Right, right. But it's true. Like it, I agree. It, it's a mindset and it's a culture change. So, right. you know, if you can, if you get up, like I get up in the morning and, I, and I'm like, all right, I have this to do, but how can I add value to this? Yep. Right? If I talk to one business and I can't give them something for free, then 
I'm too busy, then I don't feel bad because I'll double down, you know what I mean, the next day. But, I mean, it that's literally, like, how I built my business. My business is literally referral-based. Yeah. Um, we don't even market ourselves, and we're right. marketing I mean, somebody called me out on that because they're like, yo, you haven't posted something on Instagram in a while. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we're we're not really doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, and I, dude, I've, I've been there. I'll tell you, and, and we're at the end of the hour. I can't believe that. Um, but, you know, we have, I, I had Sharon Lecter on the show and who's the co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad with, with Robert Kiyosaki. Right. And she sold over 30 million books or something insane. And and so, right. you know, I'll never forget what she said. One of the most valuable lessons of her life is. And she said that her her she she said her father would ask her every night as a child. Did you add value to anyone's life today? Exactly. And exactly. and at the end of every day as as a child and she said she's taken that into her adult life and and every single day at the end of the day say to yourself did i add value to anyone else's life and be honest with yourself about it and if you didn't put the put the ball bat down right don't beat mm -hmm. yourself up but tomorrow, wake up and add some value to other people's lives. And then the, the laws of reciprocity kick in, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the universe yeah. just starts sending you stuff, man. It just happens that way. Yeah, you, well, you build real connections of real people that appreciate right. you. Right, right. It's not hard. I, I laugh at the sales trainers. No offense to sales trainers, but I just laugh because I'm like, listen, like, maybe you got to train people on how to like get out of their shell. But other than that, it's like, man, just show value first, you know, and be a good person. And, and as cliche as it sounds, if you're a good person, good karma, you know, it's it's going to work, you know, just yep. don't That's have true. negativity around you yep. and just keep in work. Stop saying hustle and grind unless you're just <laughs> hustle. seriously driving me crazy. Say hustle, grind equals work, right? right? Because that's what it is. It's work. You got to work. <laughs> this is work, right? Well, like, I mean, dude, it's there's there's who was it? I think it was Frank Lopes I was talking to. I'm like, dude, there's so many people just regurgitating the same stuff that they're hearing oh. Grant Cardone and Gary Vee and all these other oh. like, dude, instead of regurgitating everybody else's stuff. Do your thing, man. Get off of Instagram and Facebook and go yeah. work. Yeah, you know what? Your meme is awesome. Like I love I love your meme, but you know what? <laughs> Go do what the meme says. Right. Right? Stop setting the bar to buy a jet. Right. I don't even like to fly. You right. know where I set my bar at? Seriously? You know where my bar is at? Where? Like literally just like having everything paid off and being able to help more people. There you go, man. I don't need to fly around. I'm not disrespecting Grant Cardone, right, but right. I don't need to fly around in a, in a jet with my name on it. Like right, I don't right. like people are, are literally working, selling furniture, which nothing wrong with that. But then they're like, I'm grinding and hustling so hard so I can get my jet in two years. What's my side hustle side hustle get a regular job, like just work. Right. Hustle I, used to I, be a, a negative 
term for I, dude i don't i don't believe in side hustle and and i know that yeah. a lot of people hate me for that and i don't care it's like uh, look there's uh, if if you do anything halfway you're going to get halfway results so right you're so doing yeah go, go all doing, in yeah you're doing four jobs and you're getting this you're getting one job results that, that right? is that if that if that yeah if that. right your time because, is just Right. Plus a a, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's biblical. And and so so you know like if you're trying to it's it's like years ago my my buddy who's my attorney he's he's like um he says he calls me up, "Hey, how's business?" I'm like, "Oh, it's terrible." This is in like 2010 or 11. And at that time I'd gotten into this MLM thing and 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 he's like and in which I love the product, I still use it. But he's he says um, he says well how's that other thing going I said eh, you know it's it's yeah, man it's a great opportunity it's going to change the world I'm going to be a billionaire I know I am and he's like dude he goes dude listen man you you, you can't you cannot have a um, you, you you can't have a mistress I said I don't have a mistress you jerk he's like. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm talking about the two the two things. You can't you cannot have both those things and be successful at either. Like you're going to be maybe a little bit successful at each, but you got to pick one. You got to pick yeah. one and go yeah. all in. Well, you're you're cheating on your company basically. Exactly. That's, that's exactly that's, it. And you're actually hurting yourself. I I truly truly believe that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know what? And you, and you know what else? You don't have time to do memes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Well, dude, listen, man, we could talk all day. We've been on here an hour and six minutes, dude. Can you believe Woo! that? So, so, um, how, for, let's finish up. How can everybody follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, real Chris Bennett. Okay. Uh, promise you no memes or minimal memes. Uh, you can, you real can Chris Bennett. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> um, impressive media group is the name of my company. You can go to our website, um, you can go to see us on uh, Instagram and Facebook, and I tell people all the time: if you need help with anything, just just shoot me a message. I'm not looking to charge. Um, you know, I get some of the silliest questions that I think are silly, but are really people's struggles in life, and I'll I'll answer them. But uh, Ken, I can't thank you enough. You know, you got a gift box coming for you. Um, Appreciate you, brother. And uh, dude, is there a black hawk flying over you right now? Well, you want to hear a real quick story, real, real quick? Real, real quick. Trump has a golf course, like, right near me. Oh, really? Yeah, and he keeps flying into golf. So they shut all these little airports down, and they fly helicopters, and, yeah. so that he Really? Can, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, pretty Air, cool. I got Air Force One, you know, flying over top. Yeah, yeah that was a military. You mean Marine, Marine One? Yeah, absolutely. That, but that was definitely a clearance for him to come Seriously? through. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's insane, dude! Wow. He's golf, man. He likes to golf. Yeah. Well, hey, man. So, all right, dude. Well, listen. Thank you for being on. Everybody, make sure you go follow Chris Bennett. Chris, I'm gonna have you on a, 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 again. We're gonna do this again, man. Follow oh, up, follow up show. Absolutely. You, you got a lot of, lot of value. A lot of value. I appreciate you, Ken. I appreciate you, brother. All right, you guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow for more breakthroughs oh. on Breakthrough Walls.
Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. That's right. That's right. You can take your costume off now, bro. <laughs> See, See you, buddy. Guys. Thank you.